This podcast is an unedited excerpt from a live MCLE webcast. See the episode notes for details about the speakers and links to the program's full video and audio recording. Get access to everything MCLE offers for one low subscription fee with the MCLE Online Pass. Try it for free for a month. Go to www.mcle.org slash online pass. Please note that MCLE's products, services, and communications are offered solely as an aid to developing and maintaining professional competence. The statements in this recording may not apply to your circumstances, and no legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice is being rendered by MCLE or its speakers. For full terms and conditions, see the MCLE website. And so I thought of how I could illustrate this, and I came up with this diagram. I'm a big fan of Stoicism. Um, it's, it's a very popular uh, philosophy, especially in Silicon Valley. Uh, I also love reading Buddhism because I'm, I'm a big fan of psychology, so I'm not a practicing Buddhist, but there are so many important psychological principles rooted in Buddhism. And what you see here is a formula, happiness equals reality minus expectations. And you might see some version of this if you Google it. I'm not totally making this up, but it makes sense in terms of explaining the principle that we're discussing today. And what you have is two clients, the client on the left with the happy face and the client on the right with the sad face. And what you see here is that the reality line at the top is at the same level for both clients. So these people got the same result on their case and they received a similar level of service in terms of the quality of the work that was being done on the case. The difference is for the client on the left, expectations were properly set at the beginning and managed throughout the case. And the result is a happy client. By contrast, the client on the right did not receive information about certain important elements of the case and what they could expect in the service that was being provided. And therefore, there were inflated expectations and therefore an unhappy client. Same result, same level of service. One person is happy, one person isn't, and it has nothing to do with the result and it has nothing to do with the service. It's all about expectations. A good place to start is understanding a couple of barriers to managing expectations. So why don't people do this if it's so important? 
first of all, it takes work up front to set them. You have to be intentional about this. This doesn't just happen. And if you don't put work into setting these expectations up front, your problem doesn't go away. People create their own expectations. And they're usually inflated because legal services are not cheap, generally. So if people are paying a fair amount for something, they are inherently going to have higher expectations. So this is one of the barriers, just not putting the effort into setting them up front. Here's another barrier that makes this a little bit tricky slash difficult. And it's a psychological principle that we want to make people happy with favorable predictions and estimates. So when you're talking to your clients and you have to give them a difficult piece of information, that's not easy, right? Because the immediate impact is that the person or you feel the person might doubt your ability as a firm, might regret signing up with you. Instead, it's really easy to just be super optimistic when you're talking to people. Tell them what they want to hear. They'll smile. They'll be happy, at least at that moment, that they hired your firm. And that's much easier than delivering difficult information. And this is a natural human tendency, right? Who, who wants to make people unhappy? Who wants to make people doubt them? No one wants to do that. So these are a couple of key barriers to managing expectations. These are a couple of the key reasons why this doesn't happen more. So what do you do about this? Well, it's really simple. You just contact all your clients and you just tell them that you really suck and you're terrible at your work and everything you deliver going forward will be gravy. No, don't do that. You'll just end up broke and you will end up with no clients. Next, we're gonna move on to some areas to target. These are important things uh, to think about in terms of issues that you can address with clients that will help you set and manage expectations. First, your operations. And what this goes to is how your firm works, right? What time do you open? Who's available? What time do you close? What's the best way for people to communicate with you? How are you going to communicate with them? Who's available to them? So just think about, put yourself in the client's shoes and you would want, if you're investing in legal services, to know how this works, how this operation works, how this firm you're hired runs their business. Number two, 
timeframes. Very important. What can they expect in terms of how long it takes you to do certain things, right? How long it's going to take you to onboard them, to get them ready, to dive into the work, how long it's going to take your staff to respond to their communications, how long it's going to take the core to process documents, requests, make decisions. So just think about timeframes generally and what can these people expect for how long they have to wait for what's happening in the case. The process. This is a more sort of macro view of your operations. So it includes not only your firm's operations, but it includes everything. It includes your interaction, depending on the type of law that you practice, um, how your work um, is intertwined with what happens in court, uh, what exactly goes on in court related to what you do. So just think about it as an overview of how this all works. What can the client expect from this process? Another way to think about it is the client journey, right? Piece by piece, step by step. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen after that? And so on. Costs. This is very important because most lawyers, and I would say most service providers generally hate talking about money. And what I would suggest you do to save yourself a lot of headache and to save yourself a lot of collectibles issues is that you flip this on its head and do the opposite. Talk more about money. Provide more information than you think is necessary. And if that's going to scare people away, that's okay. So what does this look like in terms of deposits, how they're billed, how often they're billed, how the billing works? Think about every possible question that an onboarding client might have about costs and nail this down so that you can provide that information upfront. This here is, and I'm sorry, it's not popping up on the screen, but it's results. So you, you see the little check mark. Um, it should say results. And what this goes to is that a lot of attorneys tend to be overly optimistic when predicting what's going to happen on a case. It's the principle that we discussed a little while ago about wanting to make people happy and having some difficulty delivering tough information, difficult information. Well, this applies to results. And the bottom line is when it comes to results, it's important to under promise and to over deliver. 
if you feel like someone needs an overly optimistic estimate of what is going to happen on their case, that is a problem. You don't want to do that. And you especially don't want to do that in practice areas with some unpredictability, right? Like this depends on the practice areas. Some are very straightforward, but there are some uh, where there's far less certainty. And so be careful about what you tell a client is going to happen on a case. Under promise and over deliver. What is a game plan? What is a good game plan for going about setting and managing expectations? First of all, you have to actually set these expectations. And we'll get into a little bit more detail later on, but this is typically done during the onboarding process. It's done when the client signs up. And this is a combination of material that you send them and conversations that you have with them. The bottom line is that you need to put the time and effort into figuring out how you are going to communicate these principles and these important pieces of information to your clients at the outset. You have to do the work setting the expectations. Next is pushing down expectations. And if you flip this and you think about it another way, it's do not inflate expectations and try to do the opposite going forward with your clients. And this does not mean constant pessimism. That's not what it means. What it means is being realistic about the possibilities. And whenever you have an opportunity, ensuring that you're communicating with the client in a manner that does not inflate their expectations. And therefore, you're theoretically pushing them down as much as you possibly can. Finally, managing the expectations throughout the case. And this is sort of related to number two, but what's important to understand here is that in many practice areas, there are developments that call for communications to the client about what this means going forward. It calls, in many cases, for a readjustment of expectations. And so you have to be deliberate about this, and you have to put time and work into this. Because if you are not managing the expectations throughout the case, 
that line at the bottom for expectations is going to drift upward. And we already know that if that line is going up, you're more likely to have an unhappy client on your hands. So you have to be deliberate about throughout the process, making sure that you identify these events, incidents that call for another communication with the client to help adjust their expectations as these things are happening. And hopefully immediately, as close to when it happens as possible.